the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow, just like the demeanor. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and White Radio on AM560 DS. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. A lot going on this week. We got threats of of war. Uh, America is basically saying, Joe Biden, hey, we're, you know, Putin's at the door. And Ukraine is saying, "Hey, hey, hey! What are you talking about? We're not, we're not getting ready to go to war." Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing that you know this president's poll numbers are in the tank. It's just the Democrats' go-to thing is always, "Let's go fight somebody. Let's go pick a fight with somebody, or let's go intervene in some some fight between you know two neighboring countries." Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I'm so excited to have my good friend Verlon, the troublemaker, Mr. Red Velvet himself. In, this, in studio today, we we right after this we headed straight over to the um, uh, Freedom Initiative um, gubernatorial debate or, or or town hall. I am so happy. I'm pumped. I am so pumped to, to see this debate. I hope more people show up, but it's looking like it's going to be Darren Bailey and Gary Rayburn. Yeah, yeah. I, hope- I I don't understand why though, Irving or is Sullivan Sullivan is Sullivan going to? He was this? talking about coming, but I don't know if he's going to show. I mean, I don't see his name on there. Well, he might not show. Um, I think I just I just, I always think it's a big mistake when you get before grad not to not to go and speak before the grassroots people, Be, because the grassroots people that's what's going to vote for you in a Republican primary. Right. Right. Yes. Why, why? If you were in their camps, what would you tell them? I would tell them to go and talk. But you know, uh, Richard Irvin had a disastrous interview on Fox with Mike, I saw with Mike Flannery. So, I saw that. He he might be shaky right now. Yeah, and, you know these you know, these these questions that they come out with. You know, listen, I'm pro life. Move on, next question. That's simple. No, Mike, listen, we're not going to play this game. Well, I'm pro life. Go ahead. Well, the base wants to know if he's going to roll back some of this stuff that J.B. Pritzker and the uh, Democrat yeah. Congress voted on. Okay, can I ask? Here's a question. Richard Irvin wins. It, will he be able to roll back any of this? No. How, why, why, why not? Because they have a super majority. I, that's, this is, he, he's not going to roll back any of this. But, so don't play their game. Right. But to be, nowadays, to be an interviewer or to be a legit reporter, you have to ask those questions anyway. Those got gotcha questions, though. Yeah. And, and, Republicans, is, and Republicans fall right, hook, line, and sinker with, to them. Is Mike Flannery a Republican? 
Heck no. Okay, then. Was the guy that defected and went to CNN, was he a Republican? Um, Chris Wallace. Oh, no. Okay, then. That, so they want to be known as legit uh, questions. Don't say reporters. Well, the journalists. 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 You, you heard what Charles Thomas said when he was in here, right? Uh-uh. You were in, you were sitting right across from him, right? Oh, no, 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 that was no, Scott Cassidy. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you, you faked me that week. Oh. <laughs> what did no, he say? No, but he said, he said media, the journalism is dead. Mm. It, it, it's, it's simply dead. I mean, he said the malpractice that's hap- that happens in media with all these journalists, he said it's completely dead. I mean, I, I, I don't, we'll talk to Darren Bailey about it, you know, later in the show. Uh, he, he'll be joining the show. But what happened with him? You know, the gotcha questions. Did he get sent? Who did he get yeah, sent back by? Mark Maxwell. Are you serious? Well, I, didn't, I didn't hear it. It, it. it was about the January 6th. What did they say? I will play. I got you. Okay, okay. I got you. I, just, I missed it. Yeah, you, you got a wow. hold of uh, but I But I really thought Dan Bailey held his own, and he, he, he was like, you know, and I went to social media, and I said, you know, what happened on January 6th pales in comparison to what happened in the summer of 2020. Right. You know, I, I'll say it for him. You know, those questions, though, that, um, are you, do you believe January 6th? No, it was not. A, no, it was. Listen, there were, there were, there, those people that committed crimes go to jail. But that was nowhere near the worst thing that's ever happened in America. You know, but, but, you know, you got, you got all this 24-7, you know, corporate media that continues to try to, like, push this type of things. And then, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting in a, I got an article, uh, Molly Hemingway, um, that she wrote for the fellas. Mitch McConnell shouldn't promote media lies about RNC censure of Cheney. You know, basically talking about that that's in direct relation to what happened on January 6th. Dude, I'm sick and tired of talking about January 6th. But once the media comes to a consensus on what the standard is and what the question they're going to ask everybody on the left and the right, it is what it is. Don't answer them. Okay. I'm sick. That's the point. Next question. Okay. You don't have another question. Who's next? No, I mean, dude, I'm sorry. You got to take it to these people, because because all they all they're looking for is that 30 second soundbite, and then and then, and that's all they're going to play. Don't play the game with them. I'm sorry, and, and this is for Darren Bailey. This is for uh, Raybine. This is for this is for all the gubernatorial Senate, Senate U.S. Senate candidates, congressional candidates. Don't play their game. Don't fall into their game. Well, you know what I say. Okay. You're going to have to go on Fox, but the, I would go on the top rated shows, which is a Sean Hannity, uh, Sean Hannity, uh, Laura Ingram. They get the most ratings. Yeah. I will handpick my shows where, just like the left does. Yeah. And I will go on all of these other shows like uh, what's the one, uh, the, the big one, Newsmax. Yeah. And First America. Yeah. I will go on these shows and help boost those uh, uh, networks up. I'd go into the Lions then, though. I'll go. But, uh, but, uh, but I'd, I'd take, I'd, I would go in there. No, you're not going to play this game. I, you know, do you have a real question? Hmm. That's not a real question for me. That's not what the American people, that's not what Illinoisans are concerned about right now. You think Illinois people are concerned about what happened in January 6th? You know the people that are concerned about January 6th? People that have people who are in there who were let in by the Capitol Police. Hmm. You know, those are the people who are concerned about what's happening on January 6th. Who else? Are you concerned about what happened on January 6th? No, I'm not. Hoff Daddy, are you concerned about what happened on January 6th? Ah, no, he's flaky. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I'm not. No. I'm sorry. And I'm seeing all these Congress people, uh, Kinzinger and Cheney, you know, continue to just push. Like, January 6th was this, 
like an insurrection. Well, the, the investigations that they're holding is like sham insurrections sham. on people. If you don't follow the narrative, what they do, they haul you in front of the, 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 the uh, council and they don't want to be yeah. hauled in front of the, the council. This is why we need adults in charge. See what happened to Mike Pence. Yeah. You know, he had to say, you, you know, he had to come out and fall on the sword. Well, he, he also came out of uh, basically pushed back against. Uh, I'm going to find the audio. I, I'm sure Hoff Daddy has it already. But he basically said President Trump was wrong. Yeah, he did. I heard. I heard that. See, that that's what they wanted him to say. Now he's not going to be hauled in front of the investigation committee because he did what they wanted him to do. Yeah. He bowed down. He bowed down to Nancy Pelosi. So now he proved he was weak. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say he was weak, but you know it was stupid. I don't look, don't play the game. Just don't play the game, Verlon. I'm I'm sorry, man. The the, the, the center right side. We, we're always tripping over ourselves. Because we, we, we think we have to answer these questions that these idiots are posing to us. When in reality, to your point, all they're trying to do is get that to, to, to try to take us out. What? I disagree. What? Republicans have this false face that they put on a lot of the times. They want to be, they want to be held to a standard of we hold the moral ground. Yeah, we have integrity. We want to say all the right things. We want to put that face on. And people want someone real, not a carbon Authentic. copy of, of, of what you think people want to see. Right. You know, and, 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 and Democrats don't care. Right. They come out and say, when, or well, Michelle Obama say, when they go low, we go high. What did Eric Holder say? When they go low, we kick them. We kick them. <laughs> you see, and, and Auntie Maxine, get in their face. Yeah. Do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Punk them. Yeah. Yeah, but see, they don't care, and they still come out the other side smelling like a rose. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, well, but, they have they have a a, a a willing accomplice in the media, you know. So I mean, the only those on the right, they're only hearing that from Fox News and OAN and Newsmax. You don't they don't push that what they say on 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 their larger, bigger, um, you know, every daily news media. Do, right. do you hear that? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, look at look at what we look at what's sitting in the White House right now, hmm. and and if this was if this was anybody a President Trump anybody that was making these gaffes like this, dude, the dude could barely hold a sentence. But since we're gonna have a few people that's gonna call in, I'm not gonna say their names. Uh-huh. I want I want you to answer a question. Did you hear what Joe Biden think thinks of you? He wants to put crack pipes in your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> All black people that want to smoke crack, he wants to supply you with crack pipes. Brand new. <laughs> well, so, it, wasn't, it wasn't just, it wasn't, black people aren't the only one to do well, crack. Well, I'm just though. saying, but you you know who he was talking about. <laughs> what, he was, you trying to say he was talking about black people? Yeah. That's, that's more white crack addicts than his black I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> You're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, Sean Anthony. He's Villain, the troublemaker. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm on the loose, making moves, I need some rooms. To be as tough as they are, to be as dedicated as they are, to be as committed as they are. Michelle always says, Michelle Obama, I love her, you know, she and my wife like really tight, um, which always scares me and Barack. But Michelle always says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No, no. When they go low, we kick them. 
There it is. Welcome back to Black and Red Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with my friend, the troublemaker, causing trouble, and is over there seething with, with, with something that you're, make, you're getting ready to do. Oh, yeah. What, do you, what, what, what is it that you have to do? I want to bring a real conversation. Okay. To the studio. Conversation. Because we have a lot of youth that's been in the news lately for carjacking, 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, and things of that nature. I know those are severe crimes and the murders. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's start out basics or, uh, with basics first before it even escalates to that. Okay. I got a question for you and everybody else. How should our legal system approach a kid that's between, 12, well, no, between 10 and 12, and they may have grown up in a crack house, you know, like myself, and, oh, and uh, they, 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 they leave you and your, your parent, parent or parents may leave you at home for three days at a time with nothing to eat. Right. Now, I don't know if people out there has ever been faced with true hunger pains. Your stomach being tied in knots every 15, 20 minutes and you waiting for your parent to come home and you run to the refrigerator or walk about six, seven times a day. And you think something's going to change, like some magic is going to happen. There's nothing there in the refrigerator. I mean, it sounds funny, but it's true. And a lot of people are going through it. Yeah. And um, say that same kid, you might have a sibling there crying, crying their eyes out, and you're supposed to be watching the kid, or it might just be you. And you make the decision, because this is a decision that has to be made by a lot of 10 and 12-year-olds to either sell their body, mm-hmm. happens all the time, especially in California, mm-hmm. or to join a gang, because the, the gang becomes your family, and the, and the gang and has money, and they, they take, take care, care of you. Or to go to the local jewel or grocery store and steal a pack of chicken yeah, just so you can eat. I think I know okay. Now, going. now that kid gets caught stealing a pack of chicken. Yeah. Now you got different judges out there. You got some that want to teach you a lesson. Like in Indiana, you have a lot of hard nosed judges. They, they don't care if it's delinquency. They will, they, they're going to put your feet to the fire. And you have some judges that are a little liberal and they might want to try to come up with some kind of a program or maybe even take you out of that home and try to put you in foster care. Would that be better? I just want to pose the question, how should our legal system approach that kid? Yeah. Well, you, you do know there's an entire juvenile act, right? No. Yeah. I used to be a, a juvenile officer. Okay. And the role of the, my role as a police officer was to um, not so much to arrest that kid and, and give him a record. Um, at least that's how I took the job. Um, one of the things you there, there are a lot of um, diversion programs that are out there for such said kid, and and I don't care what judge you are, um, depending on the circumstances of the situation, judges do look at that. Police officers do look at that. State's attorneys do look at that. Um, now there's some areas where they, <laughs> depending on who you are and how much. You know, if, are we talking about a first-time offender? Okay, uh, 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 for, but it, it, uh, it depends on the state. Because I know for a fact, yeah. some first-time offenders in Indiana, they got jo- charged with delinquency, which is yeah. l- way less than a, yeah. a, a theft. Yeah, and they got sentenced to man, like six months probation uh, through the juvenile system, though, right? Yeah, the juvenile. So system. remember, remember one thing about the juvenile system. Depending on the charge, the case, 
that can be completely wiped away. It doesn't follow. That's true too. Adult, it right? can't. Yeah, it can. It can. But uh, it, but it depends on the judge, man. Yeah. I mean, I seen some get detained for four months. Yeah. You know, in jail, yeah. and they're fourteen, and, and and with delinquency. Yeah. And that could be anything. Drinking. Yeah. See, one of the I actually helped write our our juvenile policy when I was a sheriff's deputy, and one of the things I always didn't like about it, the difference between shall and may. You know, you shall arrest, meaning you don't have a choice. You have to arrest them. Uh, I put the language may arrest. I wanted to give the discretion to the police officers on the street mm-hmm. when I wrote, the, when I wrote, as I was writing the language in it. Because somebody sitting at the, at the desk back in the station can't understand and see everything that the police officer sees as he's arrived to the scene. Right. So my thing was, uh, if the sergeant came up on the scene, I, I wanted to give the officer that discretion that he may arrest or shall. Because they see the not, not shall, I mean. They right. see the hoarding. They see the conditions. Right. Right. But my bigger... I, that's what that's where people always said I had my... That's where my liberal leanings were. Well, right. if you see it, you see it. It's just the bottom line. And if you lived it, you've lived it, and nobody can tell you different. It's always going to be those hardcore types that says, well, the parents just have to be responsible. I had those arguments yeah. with at the cigar shop. Okay, wait, time out, time out, time out, time out. Okay, let's go there. Let's go there. Okay. Let's go there. Okay. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. This past two years... Right. Yeah. Parents are out there working. Mm-hmm. Right. What happened? What 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 what, would, what did the this Pritzker administration do to parents? Well, one of them would have had to quit their job. You know, to do what? Why? Why? To why? Keep, to, to watch their kids because their the, kids were where at home. Yeah. And these kids weren't. They weren't the focus of this virus. Right. No. There, there's not been a lot of children that have died from this virus. Right. No. But yet, think about this: that single mother, that single father, mm-hmm. that had to choose between making a living to take care of these kids or come home because their job saying you got to come to work. We're not, we're going to be here. And then now there were some companies that allow parents to do uh, work Work at home. Yeah, work home. But not everybody got that opportunity. Mm -hmm. You get it? So now let's say that father or that mother, that single mother did go to work and their kids are left home alone and they got into trouble. Mm. Whose fault? Who's at fault? Wow. Yeah. That's that's the choices. Yeah. And this is why I hope people de- never forget what's happened in these last two years. Because because government made the decision for you mm-hmm. that no matter which way you losing. That's true. You're losing as a parent yeah. because of these idiots who are making these decrees up on high who've never been through or had to go through anything that these parents have had to go through in these last two years. That's true. That's why. That's why parents are, are struggling so much, too. People people think it's just the kids. It's the parents, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Let's think about it. You know, you might have been making, you might have been making, like, uh, between two parents, $150,000 a year. And then they get cut to seventy five, Or even less than that. Two parents, two parents making $100,000 a year. Now you cut to fifty because of these politicians that, you know, they don't care. They don't care what your livelihood is. They want to save you. That's their motto. Well, we'll give you some PPE. Uh, we'll give you some welfare. You can apply for this program, you know, but you want to work. You want to be a productive citizen, but they don't care about productive citizens. They want slaves. They want they want control to the system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To, 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 to their edicts. Yeah. You know, this is what Verlon, I'm telling you, I, I uh, this is why what, what Tom DeVore and, and these kids 
have done. And and I I was on the phone with him last night, and I and he said, John, this was the kids. The kids broke the dam for this. Think about that. Mm. It wasn't our elected leaders. It wasn't parents. It was the, it was the kids who stood up and said, "We've had enough." And you, now there's up to 400 school districts that have gone to mask optional. Yeah. Because the kids said they've had enough. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to take this anymore. We're done. We're done with these edicts from on high, from you guys getting to dictate how we should live. I saw, I saw a, a, a video of some kids being told that they were going mask optional. Dude, they, they exploded with yeah. cheer <laughs> and laughter. Yay! Think about that, man. It, it means something. But I've always said the people. I didn't know, whether, I didn't know it was going to be the kids. But I always said the people would have to stand up and say no. And once that happens, what can they do? Right. But right. It took a- and they're standing up. Now, hopefully, hopefully they don't sit back down. Because, you know, what, the, 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 the thing I've always seen about this, these political issues is they, get, they, get, they think, oh, we got a victory. Oh, we can rest. No. That's when they come back and hit you again. Mm-hmm. When they think you, when you're out there celebrating, yeah, hey, the game ain't over. That's, the game is not over because they're going to continue. And they're going to continue to push, and, they, and 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 they're going to push you and push you and push you to see where your see where your your boundaries are. Yeah, how much can you take? But we got to continue continue to remind them. That's what we do here, Belon. Continue to re- remind these people that the power belongs and resides in you, not these government officials. Yeah. You listening to Black and White Radio? Am I right? No, you are right. On AM five sixty, the answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. I testify I don't need a subpoena. They want my soul better go to Korea. I love my dog just like I'm Peter. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, the troublemaker himself, Belon, Mr. Red Velvet. Galloway. Let's go to the phone lines before we go to our caller, Darren Bailey. Sandra, welcome to Black and Right. Hello. Uh, I want to give my condolences to Verline. I know your nephew passed, and Mr. John Anthony, your con- uh, my condolences for your your loving son. I apologize. Thank you, thank um, you for that. Thank the, you. The, the thank you. you went through. Uh, I, my mom lives in a in a predominantly uh, black nursing home on the west side. Um, my, my parents escaped communism. They escaped uh, the former Yugoslavia. They're Croatian. And wow. um, so they were playing bingo right now. And the gentleman came in. He says that he's a Cook County commissioner. He's about 35-year-old black gentleman. And um, he's got a shirt, a sweater that says Black Lives Matter in school. And that's, I, I, I was like, this is shocking to me. Like, well, I mean, what am I going to say, you know? But... <laughs> I mean, honest to God, like, I told my mom, I go, Mom, you know how you escape communism? And she goes, yeah, she's in a wheelchair. And I go, well, now, now you're going to die in it. Wow. <laughs> well, that's where we're headed. I know exactly who she's talking about. Yeah. He has his own show on Progressive Radio. Oh, yeah? What's yeah. his name? I forgot his uh, name. I'm trying to think of his name right now. Uh, his name. When, it, when you think of it and then. Uh, I see it. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. 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 Well, Sandra, I got Darren Bailey on hold, uh, ready to come on the show. I know, I know. You guys got to go. God bless, okay? Thank Everything you. the best for you guys. All right. Take care. Thank you. You know, um, I, I, I've been, Brandon Johnson. Okay, I've been following what's been happening with um, you know all this with these schools and and everything. And uh, I gotta say, 
uh, state senator from the 55th district, Dan Bailey, also a candidate for Illinois governor, um, has been on fire and 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 really coming after uh, the foolishness that's been happening in our state. Dan Bailey, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, God bless you guys. Good afternoon. It's an honor to be here with you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I just want to play play uh, an audio clip with with, with um, the governor, and I just, I just to me, I think <laughs> I think the poll numbers are starting to drop, and I think decisions like this are starting to be made because of those polls. Now, I want I want to I want you to listen to the audio and I want to get your take on it. Here we go. On Monday, February 28th, we will lift the indoor mask requirement for the state of Illinois. The lifting of the state mask requirement should not invite people not wearing masks to dissuade those who choose to wear masks. Remember that whether we remove masks or not, COVID-19 has not gone away. Senator Bailey, has he been listening to the argument? People have been fighting for what? Choice. People have been fighting for the choice. If you want to wear that muzzle, wear the muzzle, right? Absolutely. And I've been advocating that from day one. And as a matter of fact, I proved that on on July 2nd of 2020 (laughs) when the Clay County Circuit Court ruled that Governor Pritzker was illegal and unconstitutional with his actions. And, uh, you know, we the people just uh, it took us a while to stand up. But that's what's happening right now. He's hearing the message. Uh, he knows that uh, he is at risk with his reelection bid. He said, we're not going to allow a tyrant to get back in and, and finish finish off Illinois. We're going to save Illinois. And, and the people, though, are going to have to stand up at local, at, you know, at local local areas, at your school boards, at your at your county, at, 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 in your city halls and, and say enough is enough. We are a free people, and we desire and demand to live as such. How you doing, Mr. Bailey? I got a question for hey, you. God bless you. I'm doing great. Thank you. I got a question for you. Are you ready for the town hall? Because <laughs> I am pumped, and I can't <laughs> wait to see, well, to hear the ideas that you want to put forth to get Illinois back on the right track. So I can't well, wait. Well, that's exactly. Thank you. Yes, I am ready. So I've been ready. I bet it's the message doesn't change. It's uh, it's it's a it's an obvious message. We've got the uh, if Republicans will start acting like Republicans and act like they have a backbone and stand up and, and quit compromising our values and our and our dollars away. We can fix Illinois, but we have got to, you know, that's what Illinois lead, needs. Illinois leads, needs a leader, a Republican leader, a conservative leader. Yeah. Uh, that's going to stand up and bring everyone together with common sense values and ideas. And, and we, that is, that is not happening with our current leadership. Senator, I, I'm, I, as I look across the field of all the candidates that's running for office, um, what, what puts Darren Bailey above all of those candidates that are running right now? Why should the people of Illinois entrust you to lead the state? Uh, thank you for that question. I mean, simply the last comment that I've been doing this for, for two years now, I mean, I literally, uh, as you well know, because you're familiar with my area, John. I when I uh, when I primaried a, a tax hiking friend of mine, who and that's you know who, who was who favored the 32 uh, percent uh, budget, 32 uh, percent tax increase of the 2018. I got a little frustrated about it, and and I did something about it. Many people like to set back, as I probably was guilty of in the past, and complaining and. And not doing anything, but putting our money where our mouth is and getting involved. And uh, show, so I show up to Springfield, and and and, and I want to. I just thought of something the other day. 2019, uh, we had the, you know half of the Republican House Caucus uh, stand up and vote for the gas tax. There were some other. There were several 
several Republicans that stood up and voted, you know, for the budget. There were there were several tax increases. But I want to tell you something. When I and a handful of other uh, conservative members came in wanting to wanting to save Illinois for our future, uh, 2020 and even this year, uh, you're not in 2021. You're not seeing very many. You, you've seen the Republicans kind of hold the line as far as voting for for ridiculous things that they voted for in the past. So so I think therein lies the proof that people are looking for bold leadership to stand up and do the right thing. And, and you know what, Senator, I agree with that. Senator, we got to go to break, but uh, I want you to hold the line uh, because I literally jumped out of my seat clapping um, the other day uh, when I saw the press conference because <laughs> I, I'm telling you, because I think that's the way we have to fight. That's the way we have to push back. Uh, when the media tries to get the gotcha questions on it. We're joined by Senator Darren Bailey, also candidate for Republican uh, Illinois gubernatorial election come 2020, 2022. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. You all right, man? Uh, I'm, I'm beautiful. All right. You know, before the break, we were talking with State Senator Darren Bailey, also candidate for Illinois governor. Um, I'm telling you, uh, I, I think I, I personally... J.B. Pritzker doesn't lose. It would break my heart to really understand that the people of Illinois didn't get the memos throughout all of this as far as what has happened within the last you know years when it comes to how um, this governor has just ruled just like a dictator. Um, go ahead, Fernando. You had something for him. Uh, Senator, I got a question for you. Okay, I know oh. if you get the nomination... You've got downstate locked, but it's three big speed bumps that you have to roll over. And I want you to tell me, do you just have faith you can do it, that you can get enough people from downstate to come out? Or just tell me, how do you get over these three speed bumps? Number one, those mail-in ballots, those pesky mail-in ballots. Number two, same-day registration. And number three, you don't need ID in Illinois to vote. So you don't know if illegal aliens are voting or, you know, people that shouldn't be voting are voting. How do you get over those three speed bumps to become governor? Is he there? Senator? And we should. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, there yeah. you go. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. And that's a legitimate concern. So, uh, you know, we have to back it. You know, President Trump told us uh, before the election of uh, you know, 2020, that there was going to be election fraud and, and no one did anything about it. We just sat back. And unfortunately, the Republican Party at large uh, failed us because they didn't engage and activate and, and, and put processes in place to uh, to stop this nonsense. But we do have constitutional positions called election judges and poll watchers. And we have to have ma- we have to make sure that every precinct has multiple election judges and poll watchers. It's going to take a lot of people. It's going to take an army 
We've got that grassroots army. I just left Wheeling Township Republicans in Cook County and standing room only. And they had, to, I think, over 15 people stand up because everywhere I go, I talk about the importance of getting involved, being an election judge and a poll watcher. There were there were more veterans in the crowd than they were former poll watchers and election judges. And God bless that because those men and women stood up to protect our freedoms. And now it's time for we the people to uphold our freedoms. And we have a process in doing that. And I have faith in it. But we've got to get educated and we've got to be, get informed on the process. And we have to show up. Uh, Illinois Conservative Union, Freedom Works, several other organizations are going around the state and educating us all up until November to, to tell us as an election judge or a poll watcher what to look out for, what to do. And, and you know, in the case that we see a fraud, I have I, this is a, this is a you know, this is a founding father's old position. I have faith that if we show up and if we're educated and we stand up and we don't back down, yeah. that we can root out uh, much of the of the possible fraud. Yeah. And, 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 and at best, we, we take care of this you know, situation immediately. We're dealing with it immediately. The Illinois Republican Party, uh, they have uh, you know, uh, promised that they will be hiring election attorneys to be readily available. So we take care of the situations immediately instead of uh, instead of uh, talking about it, you know, two years later. And, and I invite anyone to show up their county clerk's office and the county clerk, you know, that they're, they're kind of the sheriff of the election yes. and the county clerk. It is their responsibility to educate us, to, to show us, let them to have them show us the machines, have them show us the voting process. We've got anywhere from from paper ballots to the Dominion voting machine across Illinois. So let's get familiar with it. And let's sign up. Let's get engaged in the process and make sure that we do our part to make sure that we're uh, we're, we're watching out for for any fraudulent activity. Yeah. And Senator, what was your reaction to? I mean, these these kids that have been out here pushing back against this this the mandate of the muzzle. Um, what was your reaction when you heard that? First of all, the the lawsuit that um, Judge Grishaw was like, uh, "This is evil." Um, how did you feel when you saw those kids celebrating, excited, and would you ever put kids in this situation? Oh, my. No. Like I said, going back up, what Judge Grishow did was, was essentially a continuation of my uh, July 2nd victory. Unfortunately, it took us a year and a half to decide to stand up and, and to not put up with this nonsense. And, and, and you know, I, I've got a uh, – I've got one of my uh, – gubernatorial uh, opponents insisting that, uh, you know, I favored at one time these lockdowns and these masks, and that is an absolute lie. Uh, what I did back in the two weeks to flatten the curve, I kind of, you know, I coached, I, I, I went on social media and I said, hey, let's, uh, let's cool it two weeks. Let's see what's going to happen. And let's, let's, and I, gosh, I never imagined in a million years that government would be forcing businesses to close, sending people home and paying them to stay home and, and locking down nursing homes and yeah. hospitals and everything. I, I never, never dreamt of this. No, yeah. this is, this is wrong. Um, free people do not live like this. Yeah. Government educates, government informs, government provides options. And we as a free people, we're pro-freedom. We decide what we want to do and how we're going to do it. Yeah. Hey, Senator, we got one more, one more segment with you. Uh, hold the line because I want to come back and I'm really going to tackle something that I thought Republicans need to take notice of. If you listen to the black and right, we'll be right back. Come back. This is your time, your 
And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, the troublemaker himself, Vilan Galloway. Before the break, we were talking with uh, State Senator Darren Bailey, also candidate for governor for the great state of Illinois. Um, uh, Senator, I'm, I'm going to play a very small clip of an audio that I thought, <clears throat> I was like, that's the fight. That's the fight we need to take over, to take back this state. And I want to get your reaction for a minute. Here we go. This whole situation. Legitimate political discourse, and will you come on, Mark? Accept the election results this year. Will you commit to accept? Let's talk. Let's let's not. This 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 is over with. I've told you from day one. You can't ask a legitimate question and report the truth. That has nothing to do with what we're here. Thank you very much. Thank you, Senator. I'm sorry, but I I was talking to Verlon earlier in in the first hour. I mean, the first segment about how Republicans fall into this trap that these reporters and, and this isn't about the, the reporters asking the question. This is about how we push back and fight against you guys were there for something totally different, but do you want to talk about January 6th? I love that. The fact that you push back and you said, no, we're not having this. This is over. We're done. You have a question. If you got a legitimate question, ask the question. Do you think Republican more, is this something that's going to become more part of, who Darren Bailey is as far as, because I thought it was very respectful, but it's like, listen, we're done. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm a, you know, I don't like losing my cool, uh, my parent, my, my children and, and then the, some of the employees that have worked with me, they've seen plenty of that. My wife's seen it. <laughs> I tried <laughs> to stay above that. I, oh gosh, we laughed there. I didn't even, I was so frustrated. Yeah, I didn't realize I had kind of pushed uh, Representative Will Howard and Niemering out of the way, and 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 I apologized. And they were all they were all good with it. They yeah. went on. This is nonsense. You got to, uh, that particular uh, uh, that particular journalist. He's got to be on the payroll with uh, Governor Pritzker because it is. It's ridiculous. And as a matter of fact, I'm on record for everything that he asked. Every time we show up, he asks the same uh, uh, questions, and, 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 and it's, it's absolute nonsense. So you're exactly right. We were there talking about something so important as, uh, as children's lives, the lives of our, you know, the, the future of Illinois, and, and, and all he wanted to do is, is try to bring up that nonsense. So, so no, I had enough. And and you are exactly right. It it felt kind of liberating, and and if we can do that responsibly, yeah, yeah, as 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 opposed to the option of uh, of uh, of punching somebody, I yeah. guess. So so no, I, it was totally out of line. Well, I'm gonna tell you, and, and, and actually, well, several of the uh, many other of the reporters, uh, like I said, I'm I wished I was uh, more shrewd with my words and stuff, but I'm not. I call it as it is, and I just that that's how that's who I am. But several of the other legitimate reporters came out in the hall afterwards and wanted to ask the legitimate questions that they should have had the opportunity to ask during that press conference. So it ended well. And, and they apologized and they were very respectful as well. Well, I'm going to tell you this. It was a so real moment. I liked it. I know it's going to be a lot of people that appreciate a down to earth, plain spoken person. You were not frustrated. You told them like it is. 
It's, it's a nonsense question. It's that standard question they want every Republican to answer. And we just have to say no. You have to stand up against it and say no. And I, I appreciate you. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, Senator. Well, thank you. And I want, on that, I want on that same status as you are with John Anthony as a troublemaker. I think that's right <laughs> along because we, we have got to stand up. You know, yeah. we can't forget our, our founding fathers were troublemakers. So yes, let's they get were. our freedom back in Illinois. I love it. Hey, Senator, I'll be there. I'll be there late because, you know, we're right here in the studio, but I'll be there late. I'm, I'm looking forward to a good, robust conversation. I really hope this is a conversation about, you know, bringing t- bringing back Illinois and taking back Illinois. And I hope it doesn't get into a, you know, all our brawl. I really because I think you guys all respect each other. So thanks so much for joining Black. And hey, we all respect each other. The two Democrat Republicans aren't going to be there. So it's going to be a legitimate conversation. <laughs> Darren Bailey. There you had Bailey for Illinois. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back in hour two. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right Radio on I tried not to come on the, on the air laughing. I really did. But, you know, if you have it, if you missed all of any of Hour 1, please go to 560theanswer.com. Download the podcast. Uh, click on Black and Right Radio. Uh, it would be very much appreciative if you could do that for me. Follow me on um, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and now Snapchat. Um, I'm open at Rumble, YouTube. Um, I'm open up. I've opened up pretty much all of the uh, getter. I'm on all. I'm on them all. So I'm so happy to have my friend, um, Mr. Red Velvet himself, Verlon Galloway. Almost changed the narrative. Red. I almost changed the narrative. If I could have found me a blue velvet vest. Hey. To go with my blue velvet shoes. Hey, put 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 the uh, the camera on the line for those. Bro, who I was going to change it for those who are watching. I was going to change that narrative. I swear to what, God. What's with you in these these colors? I, I I like to put myself together when I go out. When now, you go out, yeah, when, only when I go out. I'm a regular guy every day of the week. Bro. You lie. <laughs> but uh, we had to go straight into politics, and that affects all of us who live in this state. Yeah. But also, we went into a serious conversation about the youth. Adolescents and the juveniles that get caught up in the system. And I just had a final question to ask before we went into politics. What's your solution? Because I know what you did politically. Yeah. But if anybody wants to call in and you can, if you have an answer for it, what's your solution to that problem? What do you think the criminal justice system should do if they catch that kid stealing a pack of chicken okay, wait, just wait, to wait, eat. Wait, All right, let's, that's what I say. Just to eat. Yeah. Not carjack or have murdered somebody. We can escalate to that later if somebody wants to talk about that. Yeah. But just to eat. Well, what's, I, what's I, I, as I told you, the solutions are already there. The diversion programs, the solutions are there already. But you know, 
Maybe judges not. Maybe you live in Indiana. Right. Indiana you judges know. don't. All judges don't have to uh, allude to those solutions that you help put forth. But it's not a heinous crime, though, Delon. So now, to your point, you want to start getting into. Give us a call three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Who do you? I mean, do you believe there are solutions to to these type of crimes that that are affecting young people? I, um, I do. Okay. Maybe not in maybe not in, in Indiana, but Illinois. That's the one thing Illinois has tried to do um, when it comes to juvenile crime, especially crimes like that. So you would give liberals that W when it, it wasn't comes just to, liberals that did. I that understand, way. but they mostly champion poverty causes. Uh, we, we say people should pull themselves up by hey, their bootstraps a and be clock responsible. Is twice a day. Okay, so I'm just saying you will give them a little credibility yeah. when it comes to that. Okay, I do too. I, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, they're not always wrong not gonna, in their position. I'm not gonna boo boo all over, okay, but, but, but they wait, take wait, it too far. A lot of oh them. god. But Vilan, here's the problem: they're not always wrong, but they think we're wrong all the time. That's true. Most I, of the time, I think the, pro, the the good intention projects that they come up with, they take them too far. Exactly. They take them too far. Exactly. And that's what you're seeing throughout Chicago right now. With a lot of, I, I watched a video. I watched a video. I don't know where it was. In, somewhere in Chicago. I saw, and this is why, if you're listening, if you live in Chicago and your garage is outdoors or you park on the side of the street, always be aware of your surroundings. I saw this car turn into, um, into their driveway. And they were slow to get out, weren't looking around. And I saw... A vehicle stopped because they saw this person turn in, and two kids get out. They couldn't be more than 12. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. And I saw them go walking up, and then they started running. I don't know if they they brandished a weapon or not because you couldn't really see from the quality of the video. But all I know is that next thing you know, whoever they were um, carjacking gave up the car. And you see one more kid come running in, and then – Another kid runs back and they get in the car, in the first car, and they drive off, and then they back out very slowly too. I'm like, you committing the crime, and you take it all day. So then they drove off. Okay, now I'm a, that's now a crime. I'm not saying that they don't know what they're doing, but let's 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 go there with the carjacking, not murder yet. Carjacking. Do you think it should be some kind of reformative program for somebody that's 12? We we using the number 12 that. Committed that crime, they didn't kill anybody yet. Should should they go to jail, or should it be some kind of a program to reform them after you found out that they grew up in a wait? We got to get back to rehabilitation. Terrible. We're not terrible upbringing. When you go to jail, there's no rehabilitation. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, not jail. I'm saying, do you think it be should be some yes, kind I do. of a I program? Do. No, I think these kids need to go to jail. They need to understand at twelve. The, at twelve, at, they need to understand if they do a carjacking because it's they'll go to juvie hall. Right, they're going to go to uh, the county jail to spend time in the in the county jail because they can't be. I, I believe the 2015 2016 juvenile law changed some of the crimes that they can give, be tried as an adults. Right, I believe I, I got to go back and look at that law, but they won't go to an adult penitentiary. Right, right. They'll be sitting in juvenile hall. Yes, I do. Well, juvenile hall is pretty bad too. It is now. It's, now that's what they be, that's what they go to learn to become better criminals. Right. So that's not going to help them to put them in in juvie hall. No, I won't say that. Not everybody that goes to juvie goes back. No, no. But the thing about it is, if you've grown up in a terrible, yeah. terrible environment, well, how we we don't know. Oh, see, you're acting like a liberal right now. No, but I'm saying the you what ifs. You have to see? create the premise because it's not like it's a small minority that grew up that way. It's a lot. Yeah. 
It's a lot. So unless they do some sort of investigation or send some kind of a social worker out there to see what's right. going on, right. because my thing is to, to just take them, if they're 12, take them out of that environment and maybe place them with a better family. Not saying that the foster kids, uh, system is also wait, great. Wait, 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 wait. You say take that kid out of that environment from those oh, parents. Oh, okay. But what's the conditions to take away from the parents? No, what I'm saying is, no, I'm saying take them from that parent if those conditions are horrible. Like, like you go into that and you see crackheads everywhere. Oh. Or, you know, and you know what a horrible home yeah. looks like. Yeah, You've oh, yeah. been in them. Yeah. So take them out of that situation and place them with a better but family. Th- but that takes, dude, I, I, who was it? I think it was Tom DeVore. That, that had, you have to completely reform DCFS. Yeah, yeah. It no. needs a complete overhaul. I was about to say, I know it's some foster homes that they put kids in, especially girls, and they get raped. So I'm not saying that that's, you know, all that great or perfect, but where they are isn't great either. So you have to come up with some kind of a system to help them salvage the rest of their life because they're only 12. Right. So don't start ruining them by running them through the system at 12. So you have to, yeah, I know it's touchy and being a conservative. But but no, 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 I'm a huge advocate of criminal justice reform and I've done a ton of criminal justice reform uh, here in the state of Illinois. So. But but I think I think that so what is so if you say don't send them to jail, what is your solution? Well, I just said first start by taking them out of that home and placing them with a better family. Maybe you have to have a better screening so process. What happens if they commit the same crime with this family? Then well, first let them see the difference between bad see, and good. Wait, first you still in those what ifs? We, what about them? Well, you have to give a person choice. We always preach choice as conservatives. So you have to let them see the difference between where they came from and where they could be. If they just do right, you got loving people that want to raise you. Yeah. So you have to give them that choice first. They keep messing up. Then maybe they need to spend some detention time. Maybe. Maybe. Vilad. <laughs> Vilad, there's a, they see, there's, there's, there's a world of theory and there's a world of, but then there's a world of practical. There's a world of actual realism where where stuff actually happens. Um, some of these kids, though, I'm I'm, a, I'm I will be perfectly honest with you. Some of them, um, yeah. Let's let's go to this call because I think this is a good one. Steve, welcome to Black and Right. I think he's going to put his quote straight. Okay. Well, I don't know about that. I I did want to suggest uh, these are terrible times, and we we do need something different. We've got all these marching politicians that do nothing but come out when the cameras are on and they leave when they're gone. Um, but if these uh, youth were taken out where they've got work farms and places where they can appreciate the work of their hands and responsibility and be molded into what they were created to become, right. um, where there's animals, horses, um, putting fences up, and they learn the quality and the appreciation of hard work and, and a good applause, not from a gang member, right? but that's using them, but a person that's loving them and loving them into becoming who they were supposed to be. Yeah. Um, don't, you know, in the juvenile center, they do, they rub shoulders with other people that it's not going to leave something good on them. Right. And, uh, we have seen in the 30 years of doing juvenile outreach, we've seen uh, children as young as eight years of age in there for homicide. Wow. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. But 
the system they have does not work. They need to reach these children when they're young. They need to sow the word into their hearts so that they learn there's an inward mechanism inside of them that tells them to get away from this person. This person is, is dangerous. You know, if they're hanging out, they're picking their friends carefully. They teach, teach your children how to listen, mm. listen to the words that, that these people are saying. And, and they know whether at, at what point to part company with them. Right. Right. And Steve, how, how much, how, how important is faith though? I'm sorry, sir. How important is it to put faith in the in the hearts of these young people? It's entirely it's entirely unnecessary because it's the it is the GPS system in a person. And I'll give you a good example. We got thirty seconds, Steve. Okay, real quick. uh, The video when you watch the 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 shooting at one hundred and third when that guy tried to rob an off duty sheriff's deputy. Had those boys had something inside of them, even from Proverbs 1, it mm. said, if they tell you, come and join with us, we'll lay in wait for these people. He said, don't step foot on their path. Stay away from them. Yeah. And just first chapter alone can, could have saved that boy's life. Wow. Because, because it would have been something inside of him in his conscience yeah. telling him. Hey, see, we got to go, but I, I really appreciate your call. Please call in more. I, I really love your insight. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Villan Galloway. Villan, let's go back to. Oh, you wanted to say something? Yeah, right. uh, we had to go to a hard break before I could tell Steve. Uh, thank you, Steve. That's the best answer I've heard in a long time. And uh, that's what I'm talking about, a thinking man's answer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go to the phone line. Don from Naperville. Welcome to Black and Right. Hi. Good afternoon, guys. How are you doing today? well. I just turned on your radio show. I love listening to you. But I, you. my heart just breaks kind of hearing what you're saying, only because, you know, my kids have dyslexia. And so I, with those of us who have kids with dyslexia, we pay attention to um, literacy rates. And I know that 85% of juveniles, are functionally illiterate. I agree. And then 60% of prison inmates are functionally illiterate. Yes. So in my opinion, the problem is, is that at least in this state, the, the teachers union is probably what a top 10 contributor to the democratic party. Yeah. So I, I think that's where it lies until you stop cushioning the failing schools. Yes. You are never going to see a change. I'm not saying that it doesn't start at home. Right. I'm not saying that faith isn't important. Faith is important. That's where, God wants to see human flourishing. Yeah. <laughs> and when we don't see human flourishing, that's when we need to call things out and say, you know what? It's not working. It's time for change. This isn't about politics. This is about making sure that our children are flourishing. And they're not in these schools. And they're being protected. And they're being protected by institutions within the state. And it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. I'm with you 100% with that, Don. That's, I think that's a huge overlooked fact when it comes to crime. And, and what and how crime happens throughout the country, not just Illinois. Can, can I ask another question? Sure. If you can't read, let's say you can't read, would you want to go to work? No. 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 So what do you think it's like for these kids who are passed on from grade to grade and they're not reading? Yeah. You think they're, they have self-confidence in themselves? Yeah. And the older that they get, the more it destroys their social and emotional health. 
Hey, hey, Don. That's you, why. Hey, Don. That's why school choice is so important, and, and yeah. it has to. It has to. It has to make. It has to become the fighting. The it has to become the spot where everybody's willing to fight for the kids that's in, in the state of Illinois. Flan, you have. But something? that goes to the other half of what I was trying to say. At twelve year olds, at twelve years old, are you are you coherent, or do you understand what you're doing? Do you? even comprehend the gravity of the crime that you are committing. That's, that, that's another question oh, that you know, have to man. ask. I'm sorry. They know the crime. I knew at 12 years old. You know, but do you I understand? Bars, I knew what I was doing. Yeah, but do you understand the, the fallout? Do you understand what you are actually doing to someone else? Do you understand? It's a, it's a word that I'm, so, that I'm searching for. Do you understand, you know, the hurt uh, that's the best word I can yeah. think of right now. The hurt that you're doing to somebody else. Maybe they can't comprehend that. You got to think about that. Uh, okay. Um, Don, you got anything else? No, that's it. Have a wonderful day, guys. <laughs> All right, you too. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's go to Mike from Lincoln Park. Mike, welcome to, and Mike, you are 1,000% correct. Welcome to Black and Right. I sure appreciate you taking my call, both of you. Um, you know, I grew up in the city. I grew up two blocks from the first, uh, the north end of Cabrini Green. So I'm from the streets. I know the city like the back of my hand, and I worked for the city. My cousin is a probation officer for Cook County, a youth probation officer. She's lost almost 60 children to gun violence and death. The first thing that happens when one of these childs tragically is killed is everybody in the office starts pointing fingers. These are all politically appointed jobs. These aren't jobs you fill an application out for, with the exception of the social workers. And even in that case, they have to have some kind of clout to get the job. The whole system needs to be cleaned out. The whole system. I, mean, I can't stand it when I hear that she lost another child because of someone dropping the ball or someone not doing their home check. It's disgusting. You know, it, it truly is. It just, it, oh, it just, it, it makes me so sad. What I see happening in this city right now, especially with these kids, yeah, it, it's insane. I agree, Mike. Thanks so much for calling us. I mean, we it got to start somewhere. It's got to change. Let's go to Steve and Gary. Steve, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, uh, good afternoon, uh, gentlemen. Uh, wonderful to hear you. First time uh, able to get get on. I listen quite a bit when I can Saturdays. Vermont uh, uh, hit very well. Um, Government programs, start with the great society, all meant, well, liberals, but look what it did. It uh, didn't help a lot. Politicians come around, pander for the vote, okay, you can go to current day, all right, let's take a quote, if you, you know, you ain't black if you don't vote for me, okay, drop it. Right. You know, talk about self, uh, you know, accountability this month, you know, Reverend King, Uh, that's it. What about, you know, the content of the character, not the color? A lot of things now, you know, it's not giving them choice. And, uh, again, I feel we're coddling kids. You former law enforcement understand it better than anything. My wife's a teacher, and I'm not going to say, you know, but she sees it too, and it's kind of sad. But uh, you you do got to start somewhere, and we all do. And I think this is another thing that just divides us in in addition. And uh, and until we just get past that, forget these politicians. A lot of my friends. I'll give up. Now you're preaching to the choir. And I said, okay, you got kids. I pray for my son. He's in college. He sees this. He understands. I want him. You know, he's a man. He's going to make his own choices. Yeah. They-
So you want to lead by example, or are you just going to give up? Don't complain about what you get. Go out and vote in the primaries. People don't. They just wait till general election. Oh, the lesser are two evils. I just, that's how it is. Let's just say straight Sound like Hawk Daddy. Okay, <laughs> thank, thank you very much, thank gentlemen. You, I thank appreciate you. your time. Hey, Steve, thanks so much for calling in. Thanks, thanks a lot, so Steve. You ain't black. He sound like Hawk Daddy a little oh, bit, man. don't he? Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he, he's right. Look at you. You, you, you biting at I the bit. I was right. You, but you biting at the bit for this next caller, <laughs> aren't you? Yes, I Phillip am. from Blue Island. Welcome, brother. What does this have to do with race? I just heard, heard. I guess it was a Biden clip talking about you ain't black or something. Well, my point is this. If, if I got a child that lives in Inglewood, right? Let me, let me ask you, John. Where are the best schools in, in around the Chicagoland area? Uh-huh. He asked, well, he asking you what's the best schools around Chicago. Uh, Walter Payton. Where are the best schools? Walter Payton. Whitney Rep, Young. Whitney Young. No, no, no. Okay, you said Chicago. Out of all the kids, no, that's fine. I said around Chicago. Just say, I'll say, just say if you want to, you, you got school choice, and you want to go to Naperville, or you want to go to Aurora, you want to go to wherever outside of the city of Chicago. How do you, um, well, how do you see that happen? Well, Phil, I'm, I'll tell you this: the schools, the schools outside of Chicago, they keep their teachers and and and, and administrators account. They're held accountable. There's no accountability. You're not answer in the question. Just- no, no, I'm answering the question. You said how can. Okay. If you go out into Naperville, well, there's accountability out there. Parents, taxpayers, hold these people accountable. How can you hold Chicago accountable with a very with the all powerful Chicago Teachers Union? Naperville, who? If the child wants to go to a Naperville high school, but they live in Chicago, and you got school choice, that's not how school choice how do you works. See that? Okay, since it doesn't work, it's not an option. Oh, so Phil, you missed, the point. <laughs> you missed the point, Phil, with that one. You totally, missed the field with, you totally missed the point of what school choice is. School choice is if there's a failing school in Chicago and, and there's a school available within that area for a child to go to, that, that taxpayer money can go straight to that school. That kid can go to a, a better school where the teachers, where the administrators are held responsible for that kid's future. That's how school choice works. And the, and that's why the, that's why the teachers unions they understand it because look at what the teachers unions are doing right now they don't want to go back to school Phil hold the line we'll be right back you're listening to Black and White Radio. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. Welcome back I can see through to Black and White Radio on AM560. No I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with my friend, the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. Uh, you know, before the break, we were talking with Phil from Blue Island. And Phil, I, I think, I think when, you, when it comes to school choice, basically what it is, it, it allows a family to choose educa- the, the best education um, system for their family. I mean, that's that could be traditional schools, that could be public schools, that could be uh, magnet schools. I mean, whatever. But you will not be able to go from Naperville on a with school choice money and go to or from Chicago to a Naperville school. That's what we're trying to say, Phil. That does not work. That's not how school choice works. It's within your own the own confines of where you reside. Oh, Phil. He oh he lost. He's back. No, he's back. He lost. Feel back. Look right. at the board. Hey, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> Phil. What's up, brother? You all right? I guess he's not there. He's he's gone again. <laughs> oh. All right. Now, now, 
we'll, we'll we'll get back to Phil. But I told you I had somebody calling in. Okay. Um. Oh, I okay. Think, oh, Phil. Okay. Quick, real quickly, Phil. Okay. Yes, sir. Real quick. Go ahead. I, I understand. Okay, I understand that. Thank you for the education. Yeah. But I'm still trying to figure out if uh, if they they have all these problems with these just 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 a uh, segregation problem. Uh, or resegregation problem because we're more ninety percent more segregated than we were when 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 the segregation laws were Brown versus Board whatever uh, we're going backwards. My point to you: if I have a uh, if I if I want to go to Naperville, I want to send my kid to Naperville. It's it's impossible to do to send them to all of these great schools that are around Chicago, not in the city oh, of Chicago. God. Which would make it better for these youth to make to change the environment, change their minds, uh, a better education, better equipment, better schools, better everything. Um, uh, but that's not going to happen in the Chicago, in any major uh, metropolitan city, unless somehow the suburbs open up. Because let me say this real quick. In uh, uh, Verline, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to trying to figure out who this imposter is that you got calling stuff Verline. I, I, I just I'm not understanding. Well, well, when it comes to real situations, especially like situations that I grew up in, it's not that I'm sympathetic. I know it's true, and I'm just trying mm. to present a true, um, a, a true picture to people in this audience that's not used to hearing this type of a this type of a situation. They don't talk about this much. You know, we used to do this a lot on progressive radio. There's some things that liberals know about that's that they have a leg to stand on. And I wanted to present I wanted to present it over here to hear a solution. I want to hear okay, a solution. And I wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna go at John right quick. Cause you did you want twelve and thirteen years old to go to the uh, county? No, I didn't Good say county that. Jail? Well, you no. said depending on Ju- the crime. I, excuse me, oh, excuse me. Not juvenile. county, not county, not county. Juvenile. I never detention. Said, yeah, just detention. Yeah, I never said the county jail. I don't think the, no, I don't think they deserve to be in there. Depend, I mean, based upon okay. the crime. Okay. No. Okay. No. Based so you upon, look at no, you. you don't want a twelve-year-old, even if they commit murder, to go to county. Well, do you? It depends. What type of murder? He was robbed. Listen, 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 listen. Hey, hey, hey! Listen, listen, listen. I don't, but I don't think I don't think based upon the Illinois law they they, they can go anyway. I got to look back at that law. I don't think they can go into a county. A robbery thing. murder. I, I do not. That's believe. two crimes in yeah. one. Yeah, I know. Hey, Phil, I gotta go though. But thanks so much for calling. Um, <clears throat> wow. Always, 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 always. Appreciate it. All right. Um, now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get in trouble because I'm gonna butcher this first name because I see I see Hoff Daddy already butchered it. <laughs> this is so funny. But if you know anything about McGonagall's Pub up in the Barrington area, uh, you ever been there? It's, it's a very nice pub. I've been there. Uh, great police, the great owners that own it, um, and they were affected by this. What what happened with COVID? And now, now I'm you're gonna have to help me, Malgozata McGonagall. <laughs> Very good, I got it. Bravo! She's, wow, I'm impressed. That was the best I heard in a long time. Wow. Yes, hello. And you're running Mal for the <laughs> And you're running for the Illinois Fifth Congressional District. Uh, you know, I call I, I you know I called and said, well. What's wrong with you? Have you lost your mind? But why are you running? And you got a minute, and then we'll come back from break. Give me, give me your one minute elevator speech of why you're running. So um, I decided to run because I'm I'm a first generation immigrant, and I can proudly say that I took an oath 
to protect our constitution and its laws against any enemy. And this is a time that I feel like there's more enemies against the constitution than, than the laws in place. Plus, I do have a young children that are still in the schools, and it's criminal what our schools have been doing to our children. I am a very angry mom. I'm very upset. I'm part of a lawsuit against Governor Pritzker and IDPH for masking our children without any science and continue to masking our children. It, it, it's very simple. You know, we got to... We have so many issues in this country, and it's such a beautiful country that we got to get it back. We got to we got to get and have we the people again instead our uh, corrupt uh, government and everybody else. Yeah, you know when we come back from break, I want to get a little bit more details about that because you know I I, I mean you're somebody that that's been fighting, um, with especially what's been happening in the school boards, and to see you uh, wanting to take this fight to D.C. Um, it's, it's, it's very heartwarming for me. So, um, I cannot wait to hear and see what this campaign for the fifth congressional district is going to look like. You listen to the black and white radio on AM 560, the answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. He's Furlon, the troublemaker. Mr. Red Velvet himself now has blue on today. We'll be right back. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, the troublemaker himself, Belon Galloway. Uh, before the break, we were talking with... <laughs> Malgozata McGonagall. I messed that one up. <laughs> Candidate for the 5th Congressional District. Uh, now, you know, the 5th Congressional District has been uh, blue for quite some time. Um, what, what, are you, what will you do to make yourself stand out to win this district? Because, I mean, this is the district of Mike Quigley, the district of Dan Rostenkowski, the district of, I believe, Rob Lagojevich was the con- congress- congressman in the fifth as well. So this is a, this is a, right. It's a different area, different maps in those days. But uh, what was it about the new map that said, that made you say um, this is a winnable district? Well, the new maps they um, they you know were rezoned for a purpose. But I I've, I've seen I you know my my kids' schools that I've been fighting um, are in this district. Um, I've lived in a district for uh, quite a while. I also, Gold Coast is part of a district. I've done a lot of work in the Gold Coast uh, for past years, and um, I think we got a huge chance. I am a first-generation Polish female immigrant in the state of Illinois running for Congress. Yeah. Now, you know, let's, let's talk about, because you said something earlier. You, you were born, I mean, you, you came here, and when you look at what's happening to America, what 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 are what are some of the comparisons from what you saw where you where you came from to what you see Americans uh, the the American leadership where they're taking us today? Well, my my first uh, my first uh, scariest moment was seeing a lines outside the store to go into a store and to be able to shop. 
this was bringing back, it gives me a goosebumps right now talking about it. This is what I grew up in. We stood in line outside of a store uh, until we were let in to basically see empty shelves. And when I see that happening two years ago, I said, something is going wrong with this country. And I start looking very, very deeply into that. And I start noticing how, how they're start, starting to manipulate people, uh, starting to tell us via uh, all the media, social media, TV, only the narratives that are good and benefiting them, but are really not benefiting the rest of the country, the regular people, the hardworking people, the minorities, and the, the regular living families. They, they took the family's values away. They divided the families. They didn't... Who are they not to allow you to see your closest ones? Mm. I mean, it, it was just absolutely ridiculous. How you doing? Uh, my name is Verlon. I want to know, what are you running on? Uh, if you were to get elected, what issues would you vote for that's presented to us? Or would what would you vote against? What are your top, say, three issues out of ten? What would you be going for when you if you were to step into that seat? Well, first of all, we need a significant reform in our schools to benefit both the students and the teachers, uh, more balanced spending and fiscal responsibility, higher educational standards, less union, public union uh, intervention into everybody's lives. Uh, we got to concentrate on creating real jobs in America that are made in America. Uh, it's very important for all the livelihoods in our citizens and to integrity to our country. Um, I would vote, vote against our government getting involved into our medical health decisions. That Amen. should be personal decision. That should not be a government decision. The government should not tell us what to do with our health. That's, that is our right. That is our right by a constitution to make the decision. And we got to get our government out of our personal lives. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now, where can people follow you? Do you have a uh, a website, uh, any social media presence where people can follow you? I do have a website. The website is www.mcgonagallforcongress.com. It's still being built up because I am very late to the race, <laughs> which I know who I'm running against, and I'm running against a big guy. Um, and my Facebook page is McGonagall for Congress. My last name is M-C-G-O-N-I-G-A-L. Yeah. Well, thank you, Miss. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I, I really appreciate it, and I, I love people that that that's willing to take on, you know, huge surmountable challenges. And 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 I know you're a fighter, and I know you're going to give this your all. So I appreciate you calling us today. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. You. Have a great day. You too. Have right. a great day. Bye bye. Bye bye. You know, I, I I've always said. You remember the three people I said. That's going to help turn America around. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. The white man. Yeah. And who else? And, and the, the immigrant, the immigrant, the immigrant, the immigrant. I'm telling you, because especially those who come, who come from those, those countries where America is pretty much there now, you know? So are you like Dan? You've given up on white women, white no. suburban women. No, he's given up on white suburban women. No, I, I think, I think, I think the white suburban women are afraid right now. Okay. I think they're starting to see, a lot of Cook County push into their area, or in, in, if they live in Cook County, because you know they're starting to see the crime trickulate out into their area. Not only and the I crime, think that's scaring them. They messing with their kids and messing with their kids. Yeah, I think that was the dumbest. That was that was, and I've said that you we said yeah. that we've had this with this this discussion. 
that I think the biggest thing that they could have done was do that. Hey, uh, Uncle Tommy, what's going on, buddy? Hey, hey, how's it going? Enjoying I'm, your radio program. Hey, I, I wanted to bring you on because I wanted to let you know. We, we okay. Um, so, um, you you talked about Phil. <laughs> you don't know understand what he was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I don't know. Maybe people are are, are blind to the issue, especially when you're talking about allowing parents to use their taxpayer money to send their kids to a school where their kid is going to excel and learn. Right. Why in the world send your kid to Naperville? If you live in Chicago, that's like an hour, hour and a half ride (laughs) one way. What kid would want to sit on a a school bus for that long? Yeah. Well, that's Phil for you. When you, when you have all, all this money that we're spending here, in Chicago, I don't mind the teachers making what they make, but the problem is, if I'm gonna pay you sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year, the children should learn something. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you look at D.C. I just looked at a report. D.C. is the second highest paying the school teachers are, second highest in the nation, and then they had a a, 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 a thing that they did. And they found out that 80% of the kids that graduate from elementary school in D.C. read at a kindergarten level. And then the high school wow. is just a little better. Second second year level. Yeah. But, 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 but you're paying for these kids to come out. And if you can't read, if you, right. you, you can't, you know, you can't learn. Right. You get frustrated. Right. Which was Don's and point, you, which is the point Don was making earlier about you know, the literacy rates that's, that's happening in a lot of these schools. And these kids, um, because what, they, what no, they can't fail them anymore or something like that? You you pass them on to yeah. a certain degree. I mean, that it, is it, insane. It, and and that that's the point that's insane is because we, as a black people, African-American people in this nation, yeah. if it's nothing else, we should stress education. That's it. Because one great equalizer. Brain, I mean, the, the the untapped potential of some of these kids. They are smart as any kid. Yeah. But if they are never given a chance to read and learn and think, they'll just see what they do on television. They'll right. just see what somebody's telling them. Yeah. And that's the problem. We're living in Chicago where it's a plantation yeah. politics. It's, it. it's been that way. Hey, I've been here. Hey, Hop Daddy, you can you tell it. he retired? <laughs> oh, my uncle. You can tell you retired, Uncle. You've been thinking about these things. So, um. uh, I mean, I, I'm reading so much. And then the last thing I just wanted to say was, I just want us to, you know, if anybody believes in prayer, we need to pray for those truck drivers in Canada. Yes, yeah. they're trying to, they're just trying to really be violent and crush them. That's because true. Because they are, they are doing what I think the truckers in America are starting to think about. Well, I, I think there, there's a plan. I, I, well, let's just say I, I saw some stuff. There's a plan to do that here. And these politicians here are scared. To, they are scared to death about that. Yeah, I agree. So, Uncle Tommy, thanks so much for calling. I really appreciate you listening. Uh, you listening to Black and Right Radio. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker, Mr. Red Velvet, Relon Galloway. Red I, I, I didn't play that. I swear to God, I'm going to find a blue vest. 
I found a blue jacket. It looks like I was one of the pips, but I, I was gonna buy. I was gonna play it today. That's terrible. And I want. And next time I do play it, I want to hear "Blue Suede Shoes" by Elvis Presley. You need a green, green yellow. No, I can't play green. I can't play green. Green Bay. Wrong. Not a green pips coat. Why I can't not? play. No. <laughs> I mean, you I can do wrong. blue. I, I mean, can't pull it off. You did red. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I did red, but not green. Then you really want me to look like Don Juan? I, 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 I want. Uh, Oh, I want you to come in with just a jacket, no shirt on, with, no. the, with the gold chain around uh, your neck. Uh, I'm not Tiger Woods. I can't pull off the green oh, jacket. Oh, my God. Valon, I'm trying not to laugh so much today, but I need laughter today. We need it. We do. Yeah, I, de- I definitely need laughter. Trust me. I need it more than anybody would know right now. Um, but, dude, I'm telling you, we we got a lot of stuff to fix in this country. And, and I'll start with the state. And I, listening to Darren Bailey, uh, hopefully going to this gubernatorial town hall, I really hope we have a discussion of ideas about how to really beat Pritzker. I hope so. That's the goal, in my opinion. You know? I, I, I hope so. You, you you saw I asked the three bumps to get over. He has faith. You have faith. Yeah, don't give the Democrats the talking points that they're going to need. You know? I'm just sorry. Hey, hour number three, coming up next. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow, just like the demeanor, I'm feeding my fam, I'm feeding the Welcome back to Hour 3 of Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker himself, Mr. Red Velvet, Verlon Galloway. I want to see if this next subject starts trouble or can people relate. Uh-oh. What is it? Or have empathy. Uh-oh. Well, this next subject, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a backdrop to what we were talking about. It was perfect. What we were talking about was, you know, the criminal justice system and people growing up in hard times. So let's talk about welfare. How long should someone be allowed to abuse this system of welfare that we have? Oh, you about to touch the third rail. Yeah, well, I have to. Because it, 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 we had a caller or a couple of callers that talked about responsibility of self. Well, you're not responsible if you're laying on welfare for 40 years. And trust me, I have family members that have been on welfare for about almost 50 years. Yeah. And they're still on welfare. Yeah. So when do you become responsible to take care of yourself and your kids? Feed yourself and your kids. Get a job. It might not be that job that you, your dream job. Mm-hmm. But it's a job that you can contribute to society instead of being a, uh, instead of being a cipher from society. Yeah. So how long? How long should you be allowed to be on welfare? Me and Huff Daddy, we, we was having this conversation before the show. So I say two years, mm-hmm. you know, like like unemployment. You work, you lose your job for every reason. They give you six months to a year and uh, you find another job when you know it's an end date coming. So I say I say two years for welfare. So, how about you? So how about 
creating a benchmark type system within those two years. What do you mean by benchmark? Well, system? you have to hit this, you have to hit this, and then you 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 come off the system. I don't care if you do it or not. My, you know that your end date is coming, and you can never get it again. So it's either sink or swim with me. And you can't say people wasn't sympathetic to you because they gave you two years to get your act straight. I love what I love what you're adamant about and what you're not adamant about. <laughs> yeah, welfare. You're because, all over the board. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. By me growing up seeing my family members in the Robert Taylor homes with all this, um, all this. Section 8. Well, yeah, well, Section 8 first, but it wasn't like it was great, a great uh, environment. Yeah, but, but you don't have to pay like what? $20 or something like that? They, back oh, then, back $5, in the $5, 80s, they $5. didn't have to pay anything. And she had all of this food, even though it was government, blocked cheese and everything else. They never missed a meal. I was missing meals, but they weren't missing meals. And she Are got a little bit. And they and they had these big checks. She used to get like 1500 a month plus 1200 in food. And she had a roof over here. Everything was paid for. So, you know, I look at that, and you've, you're, you've been abusing this system for 40 years or more. I think it needs to come to a stop because you will never get off that system. And it will help free up monies yeah. that we're spending now. If you give them a two-year deadline, you can't have it anymore. Now, if someone else needs it, keep it in your back pocket. What would your system? Or whatever. What, what, if, if you had to draft it from scratch. Ooh, that's how would you now you're that? a legislator, I will yeah. former. How would you build that? Oh God, I'm now nah, I'm I'm one of those Jim Jordan conservatives, or or, or, yeah. or uh, what's my guy name? Uh, because I do agree that a time limit should be imposed. But but what? what but what's our you, what's our guy name that gets into it with Fauci all the time? The senator, um, um, Rand Paul. Rand Paul. Rand Paul. He has a simple penny plan. He doesn't really say a bunch about it. A penny plan. You know, we get that back and we get money back. You, I'm just just like him. Two years, you're done. We can start getting some of this money back in our economy. So let's say something happens to that. No, I'm not going to do the what if. See, I was just trying to. Yeah. I was testing you. Let's yeah. go to the phone lines. Greg <laughs> from Lagrange. Welcome to Black and Right. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Well, brother, how are you? You, you and Verlon, that's a great a great subject, Verlon. I, I think you. there should be a time too. I don't know how you. I don't know how you gauge it. President Clinton tried something along those lines where there's a level of effort that has to be put forth to find a job. But basically, my point is, when are you, you're always responsible for your family because you created, you created them. And, you, you know, there are a lot of people that are working two, three jobs. Yeah. So I think, I think you actually have to work. And it goes back to something Martin Luther King said. And I'm not bringing it up just because it's black and right. I'm bringing it up because it's right. <laughs> if you're going to get a job... Be, if you're going to be a street sweeper, be the best damn street sweeper there is. That's if you're it. going to stock shelves, be the best damn stock person that there is. That's Go it. out there and work and get the job done. And you will, you will, if you do the job and you put effort forth, people know this. That's true. You know what Just that? Be that, the best you could be. You know what that program? You're always you was, responsible for your family. Always. That program you were talking about, it was called Earn Fair, um, and it was working. And it was working. And I think Obama put a Put a stop to that. Yeah, it was working really? for a while. Yeah, it was called Earn Fair. They had to work for those food stamps. They had to work for that medical. They had to work for that little check that they got along with it and their Section 8. Now, here's a question. How do you how do you stop the illegals from accessing that? 
How do you do it? Some states, how, how some, you, states, some states don't allow them. Right? How do you do that, Greg? I know you, you can't in certain states, but how do you stop illegals from accessing that, Greg? They become citizens. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Bottom, that, 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 that's the answer I was looking for. Okay. That All was right. the answer I was looking for. And, and that's a whole other system. That's a whole other system that needs to be reformed. We're still operating on right. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that, you, you know, you cannot come into this country illegally and not go through a process to become a citizen. Right. You have to work at that process. The process stinks. It's terrible. But you have to go through the process. If you come in, you don't attempt to do anything. Right. And you attempt to sponge off the rest of the American citizens. You yeah. can't do that. I mean, it's just insane. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're being taken care of now. I mean, I, and, and so many people, every time you talk about illegals, people immediately say, oh, Mexicans. Mexicans, Mexicans are not the only people no. that come in this country. Illegal. Africans are illegals. Yeah. I know a lot of them. Polish. At my, at my job now. Chinese. They're using EIN numbers for social security yeah. numbers. Thanks so much for calling us, Greg. You know, they come over on a, a passport yeah. and they never go back. I know, I know a lot of these people. I mean, they don't mean any harm. They're they're hardworking people. I, I, they have jobs. They're working, but they're illegal. Yeah, it's just that simple. Do, do, do you ever look at the uh, Illinois playbook, Politico? No. Uh, Shia, the one of the writers over there, she had a interesting uh, this topic of discussion about um, the Cook County Circuit Judge Timothy Evans. Uh, you know, he basically came out and said. Um, well, Lori Lightfoot criticized him for the city's two-year problem. She, I mean, she's always deflecting the problem out to other people. Now, I mean, a lot of some of the the burden falls upon her, especially how she she's attacked CPD. Um, but um, they said I'm reading from the article. They criticized Evans' policies allowing alleged violent offenders to return to the streets. People charged with murder and other crimes of violence are out in our communities with zero supervision, both adults and juveniles. This is what Life has said in the recent statement that she released. So Evans was like, hey, look, saying 95% of defendants freed on bond during the past four years were not charged with new violent crimes. He said 95% of new uh, defendants freed on bond during the past four years were not charged with new crimes. Uh, see, I hate when they use those percentages. Give me the numbers. Give me the real raw data numbers of this. Because 95%, I mean, what, what, that could be anything. Um, based upon what 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 are the uh, the actual raw numbers that you're basing that 95 percent on? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, if there's three thousand people that have been released, you know, you get what I'm right. saying? Uh, he said, um, but and he and Evans, you know, he was, and we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Not enough attention is paid towards the judge's role in what we're seeing in the crime that's happening throughout Cook County and Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. That's all you you just. Uh, I got a question for you, but go I thought ahead, you go had ahead, a go, thought. Ahead, go, go with the question. How much of this is driven by poverty? Oh. I, I can go full circle, go right back to where I was in the beginning. How much of this is driven by poverty? But Philon, okay. Okay, I'm going I'm to say something. You grew up in poverty. Yes. Are you the same person you no. were when you grew up in poverty? Of course not. Why? Because I, I've grown. I start working. I had a kid. So I it, knew what responsibility was. So was it your mindset back then or poverty? If I was 12 again and I was hungry, I'd take that pack of chicken. I'm not going to sell my body. Don't want to join a gang, but I'll take that pack of chicken. But as you become 14, 15, 16, you, I, get a, I got a paper route. 
Yeah. Then I start working for uh, delivering flyers. Then I start working for Butera Food Store. Then I know what I knew what making my own money was. Yeah. And I start being responsible. Oh. So was it poverty? It started out poverty make you make the wrong choices, but then you grow. But then then you open up. There were opportunities that opened up for you too. Yeah, opportunities open up. You listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I'm working on the third hour. I love the sound of that, Milan. Who's joining me in studio, Mr. Troublemaker himself, who's going to become blue suede shoes soon. <laughs> Oh, my God. You are. I don't know. Let's go back to the phone lines. Terry, welcome to Black and Right. Welcome back to Black and Right. Thank you. Uh, uh, John Anthony, uh, I admire that you didn't uh, buy into the comment that uh, young people don't realize the the terrible consequence of uh, the uh, crimes that they commit. Actually, they don't care about the harm they cause, but they will if they spend time in jail for it. Uh Well, Terry, um, let me disagree with you for a second, Uh-oh, because you have doctors, you have legit doctors that says, especially at 12, I'm not going to go for the 25 year old thing, but between 12 and say 16, they cannot appreciate their actions. But they and, can get an abortion. And, and, yeah. 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 Well, you know how liberals are, but their brains well, how, are not. How, why was I, why did I know better than to try to hurt somebody? Well, when I was 12. Yeah, well, you probably, you probably, yeah. well, you probably, okay, hold on one second, well, let's have a, let's have a point versus point. You probably was raised in a better home. You Now, remember when I started this conversation, it was about poverty, being raised in a, in, in a crackhead or a, a crack house environment. You see nothing but bad. You wake up to bad, go to sleep to bad. And you might get used to thinking this is the way things are. You know, or, or, or you have a certain, um, it's a word, I'm, I've been searching for this word the whole show, but you just don't appreciate the gravity to the harm that you do to other people. You know, oh, oh, oh we come detached. You know, you, as grown people, we can become detached, like to murder. I've been to so many funerals, I can't count. It's like another day. I can't cry. I cannot cry at a funeral. Not even at my family's funeral, I, I could cry. Maybe if my father... Or mother was to die, I probably probably could cry, but it's gotten to that point where I can't even cry at a funeral. Okay, so you have to take Heartless. that you have to take that into account when it comes to a twelve year old kid. You can't see you just like Sean. You guys are Uh-oh. just Uh-oh. You, guys, you guys are just hard hitting. Don't want to hear nothing else. But yet, unless Did you, you just were, call out Sean, yeah, yeah. Well, we we gonna mix it up sooner or later <laughs> when I see him. But, oh, uh, my God. But, but unless you grew up that way or was faced with that choice, I'm not going to accept you telling me that you won't steal that pack of chicken. If, you're, if, you're, if you've getting, you're getting hunger pains every 15, 20 minutes of the day for three days straight. Now, think about that before you just come back with a hard-hitting, with a hard-hitting answer. Terry, floor is yours. 
I think she hung up. This looting, are they starving to death? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the looters. BS. I'm not talking about the looters and Black Lives Matter and the people with the agenda. A 12-year-old kid does not have an agenda, Terry. A 12-year-old kid is starving somewhere out there and is watching his mother and father smoke crack. It's happening. And you got a president that want to put $30 million into new crack pipes and help them smoke more crack. Boom. That's, Terry, he, he does have a point in, in, in that regards, that the, the environment that these kids grow up in, because I grew up, that's the type of environment I grew up in. I grew up in a, a crack addict. A lot of people in my family were, were crack addicts and heroin users. Uh, initially, I, I didn't see any hope, but guess what happened? Somebody that I didn't know taught me that there was a better way. You know, so I think, I think, I think that's, when you expose these kids, that's what I love about um, Jamal Cole from My Block, My Hood, My City. He exposes these kids to more than just their neighborhood. Um, and, and I think think that's what has to be done. That's one of the reasons why Corey Brooks is building this whole community center to provide something new, to, to provide these kids um, uh, uh, a vision of something greater than what they find themselves in at the moment. So. Um, Terry, thank you so much. You, uh, I'll let you go ahead and you, if you got a comment, Terry. Uh, I, uh, you don't want to hear what I have to say, <laughs> but uh, All right. thank you so much for calling, Terry. I really appreciate just it. a bit outside. Let's go to Steve in Northwest Indiana. Steve, welcome to Black and Right. Hi, uh, yes, greatly appreciate the show. Um, <laughs> you were talking earlier about the program that the Clintons had uh, tried to start. If you if you recall, remember Tommy Thompson from Wisconsin, the one who, yes sir, he put this he put this into place, and he was slammed by the media and the and the Clampets, I mean the Clintons, and uh, (laughs) I like that when uh, when it worked, they decided to oh it it this is not a bad program, but those his his vision gave birth to people like Star Parker. I don't know if you've ever heard. Oh, I love you. Star's a friend. She is. She's a phenomenal uh, witness and testimony to people who get out of the bondage that the government puts them under, that they can only ever become this much and nothing more. And um, there are young people who are hard workers, and when they're taught hard work uh, and the rewards, it'll take them. I I think of a young man right now that that lived out here in this area from the time he was uh, probably 12 years of age. He'd he could look at a, a four-wheeler or a motorcycle or something like that, a car, and he'd say, it's for sale. He'd look at that and say, I think I could make this much money on it. And yeah. from a boy, he, he now owns a company down in New Mexico that has 50, at least 50 employees, and they're looking at wow. doubling. Wow. And it's a young man. This is a young man that's done this he, because of the hard work that drives him. It's what Proverbs said, a uh, a man's hunger will drive him on. Yeah. And uh, on, on the one issue that this lady was just speaking to, um, where we uh, learn about dysfunction, I, I just wanted to kind of address that for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I went, grew up in an abusive home, and my, my folks didn't have crack. They were alcoholics. And uh, there was a, abuse, and, you know, I don't hold anything against them. I forgive them because I realized later on I found out their story, and they were broken which gave me grace and mercy for them and compassion. It made me love them more because I didn't realize the pain that they had. But there were times I was going to school 
And uh, I wouldn't get dressed for gym because I didn't want them to see the belt marks on my legs. And I would, I would take the ridicule from my gym teacher in front of the class rather than the shame, but I was codependent. And the best thing I could have done would have been dressed for class and then say something, you know, uh, what the heck is going on? Yeah. 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 But, um, but we have to get healed of that pain. That's the, that's the other part of that. We have to, we have to go through this series of how do we deal with this pain and shame? And, and yes. And Steve, there so, so many people have gone through something like this and unaddressed and, mm-hmm. and they live their lives. Cause I mean, I, I know even if you teach somebody hard work and they, they go wayward, they, you know, they lose their way. They come back. They remember it. I, I know so many, I, I worked at safer foundation for so many years and I dealt with the adult population and the youth population. Uh, especially mm-hmm. with the adults, you know, they would always talk about how they remember when, you know, their father or their grandfather or a friend or an uncle mm-hmm. taught them hard work. And, you know, they just lost their way because I mean, listen, life, life is, life is tough sometimes for a lot of people. True. And, and the true. thing about it, you don't get, you don't get through this thing called life by yourself. Uh, that's one thing that mm-hmm. I know and I'm learning that you, you have to, have those others. And, 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 you know, to be fair to him, I think that's one of the things that Obama meant was when he, when he said, you didn't build that because, you know, he said it so inartfully and coming from him because he was off the cuff. But basically what he was saying is what you built, others helped you build. You know, you don't do it. Some people, some people are that good. They do. They don't need help. They get out there and they build things and uh, all on their own. But then there's still mm-hmm. people there who might've encouraged you along the way when you've gone through failure. And I think I think that's one of the, that's one of the things I, I, I the reason why I do my show, because I I always want to be an inspiration to that young person who may be listening. You know, I've I've had a very rough upbringing. Um, I've I've made so many mistakes even as an adult, but I've learned, and it, and it's 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 motivated me and pushed me to 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 be a better person in every aspect of my life. And that's one of the things I anytime I see a young pe- person, I'm always. I always remember the book that I read by Wes, I forget his name, Wes Stafford, I think, Just a Minute. And it talked about how you you just have one minute to change the, the life of a child with your interaction with them. And I've always remembered that book, Just a Minute, every time I interact with a child, because I always want to be a, a giver of hope to this young generation. So, um, Steve, thanks so much for joining. we got to go to break. Uh, Kip, Delva, please hold the line. We'll take you back. We'll take you when we get back from break, but I, I didn't mean to get on my soapbox right there. That's all right, man. People need to understand. People yeah. need to feel it. Yeah. Ain't that the word the left yeah. uses? Feel it. Feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I felt it. Me too. Feel it. Me too. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> we'll be right back. You feel the light, the thunder. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Mr. Red Velvet, soon to become Blue Suede Shoes. <laughs> I, I see you mentioned my vest and my Blue Suede Shoes, but yeah. you didn't say anything about my shirt. Is it too Wait, disco-y? You look like that guy. Is it too disco-y? You look like that guy. What's the black guy, bald heads? Um, uh, he, uh, I, I got to get it on the commercial break. Okay, I was gonna, right. who, no, no, the bald, black, the bald head black guy. Um, 
how to be a player. Uh, not how to be a player. He played in Steve Harvey's um, movie uh, about his book. I never saw it. I don't oh, know, you I, never saw it? No. He's the black bald head guy. He's the one that played was with Megan um, Good. See, I'm, I'm not. I gotta, I gotta, I, I, I'll find it. Okay, I'll, I'll find his name. All right. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Delva, welcome to Black and Right. Hello, you there? Hello, Delva. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, John. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for calling. Hey, this is Belva. I just oh. want to continue uh, by saying, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. And stay visible to us because I woke up years ago. And as a matter of fact, I woke up when Reagan ran for president for yeah. the first time. Right. So, and I know that other folks out there are listening and they are agreeing. They just haven't figured out how to come out of the closet yet. I agree. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. There are a lot of them out there. And I think you're starting to see a lot of them. I mean, we right now here in Illinois, we look at how many people that are running on the Republican side um, for gov- governor or lieutenant governor. I mean, people are waking up. So I agree with you. Yes, absolutely. Stephanie yeah. and Mr. Aurora. Max Solomon. Examples of that. Max yeah. Solomon, Latasha Fields, Aaron Del Mar. Um, I mean, Steve Kim, who's running for AG. I mean, I mean, I mean, we, we it's it's opening up, okay. you know, so it's opening up and not just in Illinois where we need it most. Yeah, it's opening up over the throughout the entire country. I agree so much. Thanks so much for your call. I really appreciate you tuning in. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, think about that, though. Um, Actually. Uh, David Smith from Illinois Family uh, actually talked about that. You know, do you like mayo on your sandwich? No, I like Miracle Whip. Uh, I'm not a mayo guy. No, Miracle Whip. <laughs> Miracle Whip. <laughs> Somebody just challenged me to say mayo on the radio. <laughs> I get that. You don't. You don't. I, I get that from time to time. Somebody will give me a word to say. I remember this is that the dumbest t- damn show on air. I, re- <laughs> I remember that test from. Undercover, undercover brother. Yeah. Do you like mayo or Miracle Whip? Yeah. And he, they tried to make him eat a mayo yeah. sandwich. He yeah. was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, but but I, I thought it was a good article from the Illinois Family Action um, about how the media ignores, um, the, especially a lot of the black conservatives that are running for office right now. And, I mean, Max Solomon is there's a there's a Max Solomon and uh, what's her name uh, Letitia, Letitia Latasha Fields, some Minister Latasha Fields, um, dude, that should be highlighted. That should be highlighted by the Illinois Republican Party. That should be highlighted by um, the media. But none of the I, so I, I'll go over and read that article by Christy Schaefer and David Smith, uh, IllinoisFamilyAction.org. dot org. It, it was I mean it, it's it's well worth the read. Um, just just talking about the, just just a complete shutout of any talk about because they want to, they want to, they want the Republican party to be continued to be thought of as, you know, the racist party, right? Or a white party or a white party. Yeah. And, and that that's completely changing. Yeah. Um, dramatically in my opinion, no one, no one was ever shut out that uh, of the Republican party that was black. Right. It's just that black people suffer from group thought that, and, and, and they want to be huddled up amongst each other and they don't want to be ostracized. If you even, Try to think outside of the box. 
They're going to call you names first. Yeah, but the Republican Party didn't do any outreach either. Okay. Name, 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 no, no, I'm not going to say yeah. they tried to do outreach. They were always of the mindset of, if you believe what we believe, come on over. But they don't, if, how, how will they come over if they, don't, if they don't know what you believe? Because the media just paints right, you right. as a racist. Right. You know, all you care about is rich people, and, and that could be far from the you truth. Know, That's not even the Republican or the conservative message. Nowadays, we have Google. All you have to do is Google the right. platforms. What is the Republican platform versus the Democrat platform? Right. And you'll see the difference. Right. I mean, sometimes you got to use your brain. Yeah, but if you want to know what they stand for, everybody has a platform. Did you always know the Repu- did these parties have platforms? I did. Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Not everybody does, though. Nobody, no, and not everybody understands that whole thing. But we got to take it to them. That's the point. Okay. Take it to them. Okay. You know, you know, that's what I love about what Corey Brooks is doing down there. Mm. You know, I'm telling you, he's a Republican. And, and not ashamed to say he is. I know. You know, and, and he's he's doing a, a, a great work out there. You know, but, man, if I was Republicans, if I was running for Canada, if I was running for office, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be out there with a check. And I'd say, hey, look, let's have a soup line while it's cold out here where we can serve people. Because that's what it's about, service. Republicans, come on. You, you understand what it means to serve. Yeah. Get out there. Yeah. You know, it's not just waiting for the election to come and go into black communities. They're getting sick and tired of that. You know, go out there and build relationships with these people. I'm sorry. I'm going on my soapbox again. You let me. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, I'm sorry. Hey, Kip, I'm definitely going to take you after this break. I got on my soapbox. Hold the line. We'll be right back. Take a look in the mirror. What do you see? And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Switch your, switch your attitude. Go ahead, level up yourself. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. Uh, Miracle Whip and Mayo is the same thing. No, it's not. It's the exact same thing. Miracle Whip is a little sweet. Mayo is a little yellow, yellowish white. Miracle Whip is straight white, and it's all na- both and, nasty. And, and Mayo has a little twang to it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Even, even the Miracle Whip and Mayo has a racial component to it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I told well, you. Well, they find I, it I everywhere. Told you, I told you the undercover brother skit. <laughs> yeah. White people eat Mayo. Black people eat Miracle Whip. Mm. I don't, I'm I'm both, and I don't eat either. <laughs> That's because you're ish. I'm both, and I don't eat either. Let's go to Kip. Kip, uh, welcome to Black and White. Thanks so much for holding. Oh, hey, you know what, man? You, you guys just, uh, I love the show with you two, you know, and Red Velvet. Isn't there a bourbon named that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure there is, Pop man. Daddy? Red Velvet, think about it. Anyway, let me get to it here. You know, you guys picked a hard nut to crack. You know, with with what's going on in Chicago with the young kids and and uh, the the growing in poverty and the the like you were saying to steal chicken to eat. Been there, you know. I mean, I, I'm a '60s baby. I'm '60. Groovy here. baby. You know, I mean, yeah. Well, no, I was born on in the year '60. So I went through all the the bad times in the '70s, '80s, and, and and that, and how hard it was. But hunger is a, is a is a factor of of getting your act together when you are young to see that either you can go one way or another way. But 
try to crack that hard nut is is you take away the money that the government has that's blowing it on irrelevant, not working programs, and you use that with all the splurging and everything in the educational system to the teachers, to the buildings, to the whatever, and you bring that and and, and invest it in, into something like what your friend there is doing with the community centers through the churches and that, and 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 with the the mothers and the fathers out there with drug problems and how dare the administration come out with the crack pipe program uh, or oh whatever? Man, man. Yep. I mean, man, man, that just tears my insides out. That is so disgusting. What's, what they call Even, it? Harm reduction? It's a harm well, reduction policy or something? I don't know. They, they make up yeah, stuff. That's just just knuckleheadedness. That's like giving the free needles to the heroin addicts or having them a safe place, having puking spots, you know, around. I mean, that that's the dereliction of duty. And the only thing, that, the only way we can get better in Illinois and our country and in the world is if you have good leaders. Yeah. And then you have the good parents to create. And, and mold the child. That that's what 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 life is all about. Yeah. Be fruitful and multiply. Because if you go at it in a positive direction, loving one another, it thrives. And our society has been doing it. It's just being set back with this evilness that we're in right now. Yeah. It's a. I mean, it's compared to the dark ages in a way. I yeah, agree. Hey, yeah. Kip, thanks so much for calling. That was that was awesome. spot on. Awesome. I mean, that was spot. Hey, um, did you hear about the uh, leaked uh, Biden strategizing on Russia and Ukraine? No. Meeting? No. Audio? No. You didn't hear it? No. I, I got it for you. You want to hear it? Yes, I do. If, on the other hand, we were to immediately launch an all-out and coordinated attack on all their airfields and missile bases, we'd stand a damn good chance of catching them with their pants down. Hell, we got a fiber-one missile superiority as it is. We could easily assign three missiles to every target and still have a very effective reserve force for any other contingents. <laughs> now, I know this is a funny, you know, but they're not going to do that to the truckers. They're, they're, they're just going to fine them like 100000 a day. I was talking about the Russians, man, in Ukraine. <laughs> you, you, you See, oh, you got one ear off. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I heard. That's I, your I, bad I heard ear. the funny. You did, but you wow. did. You did mention something about Russia earlier, <laughs> man. Biden's not going to do anything. He's he's a coward. Well, the Ukraine said there's they don't see the war. I mean, I I, I agree. I agree with Hoff Daddy. This is about being paid off, and Germany's going to pay it. I don't know. That's oh man, come on. really. I don't know, man. There's a pipe deal involved here. Russia, Russia, listen. Russia's will, will uh, what's it called saber rattle as long as they can because they know they got a weak man in the White House. They know they know who else is going to stand up to him. Who else? No one in Washington. Is I listening. could go. I could go a whole nother way because me and one of my my best friends. Name a person that's going to stand up to Russia right now or China. It's not Biden. Name a country that's be, that's willing to do that right now. A country willing to do the, that? Name name one. Iran. Oh, if man, they if they're they, all together in cahoots, if they man. were well, did you haven't heard anything about them? Yeah. But if because Iran told China. You will pay for this virus that you unleashed on the world. They 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 are upset with China. And they told China that China didn't say anything back to Iran. Yeah. That's one country you don't want to mess with. You don't want that terrorist stuff to start back up again. Paper tiger. You think so? Paper tiger. You think they're a paper, paper tiger? tiger? Look, I could go a whole nother way with this. Go. Like me you and have my 40 friend. Seconds. Oh. 
look, I'm gonna tell you like this. We shouldn't even be in China's business when it goes and when it comes to Taiwan, Hong Kong, and we shouldn't be in Russia's business when it comes to uh, Ukraine. Oh, because when, wait, wait, hold no, no. Because when Texas wanted to separate from the union, when back in the day when Sarah Palin was governor and she wanted to separate from the union, you didn't hear them getting in our business. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, we shouldn't be in their business, either country. Yeah. Now, Gover- if anybody got something to say, call in and say something about Wait, it. Wait, Sarah Palin was the governor of Texas? And, and I said, I said, you heard what I said, Alaska, Alaska. They award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. So if somebody wants to say something about me being a pacifist on that issue, feel free to we'll do it. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back. I'm getting right to it. You're tuned in to Black and White on AM560. Milan. Milan. Yes. Alaska and Texas are part of America. Right. Ukraine is his own country. Not at first. No. It Ukraine, used to be part of Russia. Oh, Ukraine is his own independent country. There's a big difference between wanting to succeed from America, one country, to having your own autonomy and having another person building up his entire I mean, 100,000 military guys. George, you had a great example of, of, of what, this, what, what would happen if we, if we did this to Mexico. Yeah, I mean, if we we lined up half of our army um, and built a whole bunch of air bases right on the Mexican border, started screwing with their energy supplies, and then got uh, corruptly involved in their political system, I think there would be external influences that would be trying to get us to do something different. You know, what did Bush do when Russia took Georgia back? D- listen, it used to be part Are you talking of about again. Crimea because Obama right. was in office. Right, it used Obama. To be, well, I think that was happening on the end at the end of Bush's watch. I, I, I remember that. They re- that wasn't Bush. That wasn't uh, Obama that okay. let that happen. That was Bush. No, no, no. He didn't say anything. Excuse me. Excuse me. One thing, one thing about these, these dictators over there in these countries, they understand a strong man when they see a strong man. Yeah. They knew Bush was a strong man. They knew he would come and, 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 and unleash. No? no. Th- listen, they always go after these weak pansies. Clinton. He, and, but Clinton. Clinton you love at the oh, end no. of this show. Clinton. Obama. Yeah, Biden. of course they weak. These pansies. But I'm gonna tell you, so we're gonna oh, look man. this up. We're gonna look this up for for for, for further uh, a further show. That was the end of Bush watch when they drew, when they rolled them tanks. I was looking at it on TV. That was the end of his watch when they took Georgia. It was not Obama. No, 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 no. Crimea. When they Crimea took, was Obama, dude. Go look it up. Look, look it up right now. Georgia. Well, they was the Georgians. This guy. Yeah, but anyway, uh, it used to be part of Russia. Uh, Ukraine like used to be part, part of, of Russia. This is, Bo- this is Putin's argument. You shouldn't have anything to do with it. But, but, I, but it used to be part of Russia. Was it part of Russia uh, uh, before? Yes or no? What was it? No, Russia was USSR. No, I'm, I'm saying was Ukraine that was part broken of up. That was yeah, well, whether up. it was broken up okay, or not, blah, it used blah, to be blah, blah, Ukraine's Russia. actually been its own oh, yeah, independent right. country longer than right. Russia at this Correct. point because Russia had to reform in 1991. Well, yeah, they had Correct. to reform. But at some point, it was part of Russia. He wants it back. Boy, I almost used some bad words. He wants it back. I don't care what he wants back. He's not getting it. It's not your business. Yeah, they're, they're partners. They're friends. So if your friend. Grandpa if, nah, would agree with uh, Wait, wait. If, uh, yeah, he's, because he's an isolationist. He's, you know, there's some things I agree with Rand Paul. There's some things I don't agree with Rand Paul. Look, look if, if my friend Valon called me and said, I need help. I got six, seven guys over here at my house. I'm coming strapped up. You okay. better believe it. I'm okay. coming to help my boy. Yeah. Because you know what? We have an, we have an agreement. 
There's, these international agreements mean something, Verlon. Guess what? That's why NATO. NATO should play a bigger, bigger role in what's happening over there, though. Just last year, before Russia started this conflict, we were talking about Ukraine like they was the scummiest country on earth. No, no, no. The media and the Democrats were calling that. Them it, the scummiest. Yeah, it was some because conservatives was, that was no, saying No, because it Trump too. was tied with it. I'm sorry, George, you were going to say something. Oh, no. I was just going to say that, uh, you know, it's actually not a good point anymore. But, <laughs> um, you know, I do have some audio from that. See you in Ukraine soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> hey, uh, so, George. I um I'm gonna use I don't need a passport to go to Australia, so I'm gonna go to Australia. <laughs> I don't know. If you play tennis, you definitely need some sort of extra paperwork to go to Australia. Oh yeah, Australia oh, yeah. is hardcore. Well, they, they kicked out um the best Djokovic? Djokovic, the best guy. Yeah, but uh, that's the end of the show. Let's go watch a real debate between Darren Bailey and and my guy Raybine. I hope Sullivan shows up. It's in Naperville, right? Yes, yeah, in Naperville. Yeah, I hope at, Sullivan at the shows Embassy up. Suites? He said he was going to show up. Is it the NBC Suites? That name? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Hoff Daddy, man, it was so good to work back with you. I felt like you quit me because I haven't seen you in so long. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks so much. Please go and, and um, share this video. Go like all of my um, social media platforms, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Rumble, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Gitter, and um, Snapchat. Black and right raw Snapchat. Uh, see you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.